0: Welcome to the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Cara Drescher. Today on the show, I am talking with Alex Casper, the author of Mom Has to Poop. This book is so unique and so special. I am so excited to have Alex on the show today. We're going to be talking all about her book, what it means, why she wrote it, and where you can get it. So sit back, get relaxed, and listen in. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to talk to you all about your book.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm so glad. So I would love to just jump right in and talk about this awesome book that you wrote. I think that our listeners will be so excited to hear all about it. It's called Mom Has to Poop, which itself is very intriguing. So I have all these questions for you, and I would love to know about your book. I'd love to know what your inspiration was behind writing this book. I'd love to know what the book is about. Anything that you want to tell us about this awesome book, I want to hear all about it.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So, Mom Has to Poop. Uh, It's a really short, it's actually only 11 pages long, looks like a picture book, but it's not for your baby. It's for moms. And it's all about positive affirmations and really being there uh, in those first few months, even beyond few first few months as a new mom uh, to really encourage us. So, the inspiration was my own first, uh, having my first baby in June of 2020 and we hear all of these things on the internet that tell us what we're supposed to be doing with our baby and it's like if you don't start reading to your baby before they're even born like they're never gonna know how to read mm-hmm. so you're <laughs> right you know you're sitting there you're like okay I better better start reading right. to this half-asleep milk drunk baby uh <laughs> and so I was reading to her like you know your standard issue barnyard animal book mm-hmm And then I just realized, like, it wasn't bringing me joy. She obviously wasn't listening (laughs) because she was, like, a month old. Uh, And I was like, what if we had books in our lives that are really there for us as moms and have like this beautiful artwork and really impactful words beyond, you know, what cows say? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was the inspiration for making this book. And I jotted out some ideas for what the story and text would be. Because in those first few months, I found myself, you know, how you just, like, narrate your life. Your baby, you're just like, I'm gonna go make a sandwich. <laughs> oh, look at that. Um, exactly so, what it's like. <laughs> yeah, so I was always like, Oh, like, just hold on. Mom has to go poop. Mom has to make a snack. And I just kept saying that to her all the time because she would get so upset if I wanted to put her in her bouncy chair, like, to go use the washroom myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where the mom has to poop title really came from. Uh, and then I knew I really wanted it to feature beautiful artwork Mm -hmm. so the artist nikki gonzalez uh she's uh from the philippines but currently lives in vancouver canada Mm -hmm. and she has never done a children's book before but she's a really talented artist that i reached out to and just said hey like i love your art it's awesome
0: Mm do you
1: do books and then it was just perfect timing that she said she had always wanted to do a children's book, but had never really known where to go from there. So it was just one of those awesome coming together moments uh, that we were both really excited to work on this
0: project together. That's so cool. And so,
1: yeah, created the book. People saying like, how did you have time to be doing this with a baby? But with COVID, I'm like, well, what else were they doing? Like, <laughs> There's no mommy meetup. <laughs> <Right. laughs> there's no music time. There's no, like, going to the cafe. Like, I'm like, there's no other things to be doing. So it's been my way to connect with other moms and like channel my frustrated, isolated energy Mm -hmm. into something really beautiful.
0: It is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen, I mean, I, I, I obviously I've, I've read your book. I've, you know, it's, it's so unique, you know, the artwork is absolutely beautiful and it ties in with the book itself. So I, you know, kind of talking about that for a second, I would love if you could share with our listeners kind of what, what the book is about. What is it what does it say in the book? Because I know I was blown away by your whole concept when we talked before and hearing the book, it was a little bit different than what I expected in a good way. It's such a beautiful book. I'd love for our listeners to understand a little bit, you know, what it's about, how it, it kind of tells a story in a, in a way you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually have it here. So um, I can read it out. It's less of an exciting book reading
1: without the artwork, but I do think that, yeah, the name mom has to poop. I think people assume it's going to be kind of like more of a funny book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think reading it is the best way to really explain what it's all about. So I'll read it really quick. When you cry, I try my best to find out why I'm a great mom. When you're hungry, I feed you. I am a super mom. When you poop, I change your diaper. I'm an awesome mom. When you're upset, I comfort you. I am a fabulous mom. When you're tired, I help you fall asleep. I am an amazing mom. Sometimes I cry because mom gets overwhelmed too. Sometimes you have crumbs on your head because mom needs to eat too. (laughs) Sometimes I need to put you down because mom has to poop too. Sometimes we spend all day on the couch because mom needs to cuddle too. Sometimes the house is a mess because mom needs to sleep too. Together, we are a great team, and we both need to eat, poop, cuddle, and sleep to be the best us that we can be.
0: The end. <laughs> I seriously, I love that. You know, one of the things that, you know, I found so striking about the book was at the end of each page, you say things like, I am an awesome mom. I am an amazing mom. And these, to me, as a fellow mom, are things we need to remind ourselves. So I would love to hear what the, not inspiration, but kind of, you know, what made you put that at the end of each sentence? Because the sentences themselves are great because you can read them with your baby to let them know this is what I'm doing. And, but you don't think about those, you know, the, the, um, What's the word I'm looking for the inspiration for yourself that you need to be inspired remember, I am a good mom, I am a great mom, and I feel strongly that that's something very special and unique that you added into your book and I would love to know what 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 I keep wanting to say what made you want to put that in there it's not quite the wording I'm looking for. <laughs> I think I get what you're saying mm-hmm. um so the reason I added that
1: in was the power of saying things out loud mm-hmm. uh is really incredible so fortunately there's been i think a really positive movement on social media where we are beginning to celebrate how we are amazing mom like literally you're keeping your baby alive that mm-hmm. is the bar for amazing uh as a mom it's not about the hand-baked cookies right. or the whatever else you're doing like keeping humans alive is already worthy of the words like great amazing phenomenal awesome uh and so we see that but you kind of don't internalize it you're like yeah 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 like okay we're all great moms but i think saying it out loud in the format of a book Mm -hmm. because when you're reading a book to to your baby you don't skim over like if you had one of those lists of you know positive affirmations for moms like i've you know you find those online and you might say them in your head Mm -hmm. but you're not really fully embracing them and believing in them. But when you're reading to your baby and you literally turn the page and the page has the words I am a super mom and you say those out loud, it kind of like makes you pause. It <laughs> does. Like, I am. So that's the that was like the impactful experience that I was hoping to create with the book and I think I think I have achieved that because I know at least for myself like I created the book and sometimes I'll read it with my daughter mm-hmm. and I'll still depending on how you know, mentally stable I am that day. Uh, I'll still get teary. <laughs> yeah, on some of the pages, and like that. I know what's coming. I know, I know, what's coming. <laughs> I know it's there. <laughs> um, and so I've also been hearing from some people now that have either gifted the book to somebody or have bought the book for themselves, and they have been also been sharing just how much of an impact it's had. So hearing that from readers has really confirmed to me that I hit uh, hit my mark with the intended
0: impact. That's so wonderful of this project. I mean, and and it is impactful. I mean, I again, I just I I, I want to emphasize how powerful I think it is that you made that decision. That is a very special, I use that word a lot because I think that's a very powerful word and very meaningful word because it is. It's very unique and it's something that moms need. We need that reminder and sometimes that outside reminder isn't enough. We need to tell ourselves, we need to be reminded we are awesome. We are really good moms. And I like that you used all these wonderful descriptive words like super and awesome. They're fun words. And we need that sometimes because let's face it, being a mom is a very difficult thing. And having that reminder, the affirmation is so essential and reading it with your child and seeing, I just think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think it's really cool that you... Um, added that in there and I also really like that you're narrating what you're doing with your baby all the different things that you do because they hear these things and they learn as they grow so I think you have a really unique um, approach there and and I love I love what um, the, the story behind why you added Those positive affirmations, if you will, um, in your book. I mean, I just think that's really, really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you two things, really. Um, First, do you have a background as an author? Is this, you know, your profession or is this something new to you?
1: So I've never written a book. It was always been something in my mind. I was like, oh, I would love to write a children's book. Even before I had a kid, I just really liked picture books and kids' mm-hmm. books and volunteering a lot with kids. It's always like, let's read a book. Let's read a story. Right. Oh,
0: that's nice. Uh,
1: so it's something kind of abstract. And so then when I had this this idea for, okay, what if we had an awesome picture book that's also for moms and I'm a mom and I need like something to channel my energy into, I think it just really a lot of things clicked into place. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been... An exciting process because I self-published this book,
0: um, which, which is really which, cool
1: for people that haven't written a book. You kind of have cho- the choice of either trying to convince a publisher that you have a good idea mm-hmm. and then they basically drive the project forward or you can take on the unknown project just <laughs> completely producing a book yourself. Right. Uh, and because I was so passionate about wanting this book to be exactly the vision that I knew it had to be. Mm-hmm. to be impactful for new moms, I chose to self-publish because I just couldn't couldn't handle the thought of some big wig at a publishing place telling me like, well, we don't like that you're saying awesome mom. We right. think it should be some other thing. Right. So I just preemptively knew that I don't like being told what to do. And <laughs> for you. <laughs> I think that is so cool. Myself.
0: It is because Uh, it is hard. It is really hard when someone kind of takes the reins on your passion project. Yeah,
1: and I think also uh, it speaks to also how I've been approaching motherhood. It's like, don't ask for advice if you don't want to be told what to do. So I feel like Mm. I've been taking a strong position of avoiding platforms and media where you do just get given information like mm-hmm. i've really turned away from a lot of the, the blogs and mom blogs and things because it's so prescriptive of well here's what you need to do and you need to do that and here's how to feed your baby and
0: life uh, just isn't like that i've
1: realized that that yeah it just wasn't healthy like if you need help with something you can go seek advice but as a mom if you're not looking for advice sometimes you get given it anyway exactly. so i've been trying to kind of <laughs> kind of it's close so off <laughs> the water the waterfall of information mm-hmm. um like and so, you yeah, it. I was like, I don't want someone else telling me what I need to do right now. So that's why I decided to self-publish.
0: I think that is awesome. I do. I think that is a really awesome story. And I, I think that that speaks to your strength um, overall. But but as a mom, just saying, you know, like you just said, you know, I, I want to do this my way. And something as special as a book that came from your heart and your head had to be the way you wrote it or else it just wouldn't be this amazing book. So I think that's really mm-hmm. brave and awesome that you chose to do it that way. I really think that that is really, really cool. Um, do you have plans to write another book or is it sort of like, mm, I don't know, or of course, or definitely not? <laughs> uh, it's Definitely not. Definitely not. I think I've learned a lot. I think
1: if I did do another book, it would be uh, a lot easier in terms of when I set out and committed to self-publishing a book, I didn't even know, you know, what are the different options mm-hmm. of how you bind a book? How do you right. sell a book? How, what, like what normal dimensions are a book? These are all things that I had to learn yeah. after I already started <laughs> telling people that I was making a book. Um, and so I think now with those pieces in line, uh, I definitely have the skill set to write another book. I've been joking with my husband about, uh, him writing stuff or people have said like, "Oh, are you gonna get another book that's like Dad has to poop or, or something?" <laughs> um, because I know, I know the the father perspective of parenting is also a huge shift. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as a mom, it's like life changing. But I know that dads also have this huge shift in identity and everything. Yeah. Uh, like this book to me was not the place to start incorporating that. This book is all about moms. And even mm-hmm. when I was writing it, people are like, "Oh, are you gonna put like a dad in it or other people?" And then, no, it's just, it's only 11 pages. It's just about the unique relationship between moms and babies. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know that there's so many people that mean so much in babies' lives. So I could definitely see something, something you know. Now, my, when my mom comes over, she's always like, Granny
0: has to poop. <laughs> like, hey, there you go. Let's I love it. Book. I love it. Oh my God, this is so funny. We talk a lot
1: about poop in this family now.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? If you don't talk about poop, are you really human? That's how I see it. And especially yeah. when you have a kid. I mean, come on. Kids are pooping all the time. We're all human. We all have to poop at some point. So poop, poop, poop. Let's talk about it. That's how I feel. Yeah, now my <laughs> auto uh, my autofill on
1: my phone hilariously, like, just always wants me to insert the word poop. But I'm like, okay, I guess most of what I write online right now does <laughs> have the word poop in it. Um, but not
0: always. This sentence yeah, does not make sense friend, with like, the word poop in it. I there. have to. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Getting out so of hand. Funny. Imagine sending that message to the wrong person. I did not mean to say that. I am so sorry. I've been there. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, so we talked a little bit about how, you know, being an author was something, you know, you always kind of wanted to write a children's book and then the stars were aligned and you got this opportunity. I'm curious, though, since, you know, this isn't your background, what is your professional background? So my degree that I studied out of high school uh, is physics,
1: actually. So I went to university and studied biophysics. Uh, I also, at Mm -hmm. the end of my degree, was like, okay, I don't know about this. Like, I'm really passionate about teaching. I'm going to study teaching and get more into that space. Uh, And then at the Mm -hmm. last minute kind of panicked, and a random person that I've never met gave me the advice that maybe you should continue studying physics. So then I pivoted at the last second and went to grad school (laughs) for more physics. Uh, and then wow. within that degree, was again like, no, no, I think I was pretty sure that I didn't actually want to keep doing physics. Um, <laughs> but I am very passionate about Isn't education and women mm. in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that's why the physics and the education they kind of kept coming and being kind of in competition of like, do I want to do the physics myself? But then I realized I'm more excited about teaching physics and engaging. Uh, underrepresented groups in stem challenges so hmm. that has been my background is working in a lot of outreach programs one job i had was we ran an artificial intelligence camp for grade 11 girls which was wow. super sweet all that they were making like all these applications to do sentiment analysis on twitter which is how the computer can understand if your tweet is positive or negative so
0: mm-hmm. um
1: learning how to do that you know image analysis of artificial intelligence and just seeing these teen girls like getting so excited and the programs called invent the future based off the sentiment that if you don't like the way that the world is going you have to invent what the future is going to be for yourself
0: Oh, I love um,
1: so empowering these young girls to you know take on the future uh so that's really where <laughs> my background is that
0: i i, I don't want to interrupt you i just have to say how powerful that is to be part of something like that you know I have I have teenage nieces they are they're twins and they're 15 and a half and hearing this is just so inspiring to me thinking about I love that that it's called invent the future that it I'm sorry I have no words because that's so powerful and girls need that you know look what you can do and I think that's just, pardon my cheesy terminology here, but I think that is magical. I know that sounds silly, but it it's true. It's something that empowerment is such a beautiful thing. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just have to tell you how no, awesome I think that is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's
1: really something that's really, I'm very passionate about like, women and girls in non-traditional roles. Um mm-hmm. uh, and actually through my book has been an unexpected way that I've been able to reconnect with that mission because Mm -hmm. not only are women less represented in STEM, we're also less represented in business. So entrepreneurship, higher executive roles and management in big corporations. And so starting this book, because I filed as a small business, so I am also now a small business owner operating uh, my book, it's been really exciting and energizing to connect, for example, with like you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all these other really epic women that have taken something that they're skilled in and passionate about and are defining, like you're inventing your own future. You Mm -hmm. pick these awesome background and a lot of different skills and you combine them all into one mission and business mm-hmm. uh that's supporting women in all the different ways that you know how to. So that's one thing that has really come out of the book that I wasn't even expecting, which is really connecting with all these other amazing women and having conversations mm-hmm. about how do we inspire that next generation. I was uh last week on a call with a bunch it was just sort of a meetup, but then the conversation turned to, okay, what more could we be doing? Like how do we further supporting women in business? Uh and so yeah, we we're actually having a lot of conversations about where does that start? Where does where does the divide between what girls see themselves doing and boys see themselves doing start? Like, is that when you're 12? Mm -hmm. Is it when you're 20? Like, where is this happening? So those are cool conversations.
0: I mean, I can relate to, to having these amazing conversations. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that is something really, really neat to be able to say out of this new, you know, experience that you didn't expect you got this amazing these I should say these amazing opportunities to meet other amazing women because that's what you are you are an amazing woman who just had this idea and said I'm going to make this happen and that in itself is super cool and hearing you know it's it's very inspiring right now to hear you talking about you know your book itself is such an inspiration and then what brought you to create this book was inspiring and then hearing all this work you do you know with artificial intelligence and outreach programs with teenagers is so inspiring and it's just hearing all these things you know wow is what i have to say wow It's inspiring <laughs> and amazing and i'm so excited about that um so I want to kind of shift for, for a couple of minutes here and talk about some fun stuff. You know, we're talking about all... I mean, we're already talking about a bunch of fun stuff, really. But on a more personal note, I always like to ask, you know, these these more fun personal questions to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so my one of my absolute favorite questions here is... Who are three people who have had the most influence on you? I know it's a deep question. Sometimes people are like, I'm going to need a minute to sit with this one, but the floor is yours. Who are three people who have had the most influence on you?
1: So I think becoming a mom has only further reinforced how much my own mom has had an influence on my life, Uh, not just as. You know, once you are about to become a mom, you, reflect, you automatically start reflecting on your own childhood and then yes. picking out, like, these are the pieces I want to keep. These are the pieces I want to do differently. And so it's really just becoming a mom really shifts you back to those parental uh, figures that you had growing up and, like, mm-hmm. thinking back, being like, what was going on there? <laughs> uh, and so I would definitely have to say my mom because she's an awesome mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's very inspirational to me because she's really determined. She herself studied physics. Uh, Physics is still very under, like, women are still very underrepresented in physics, but it was even more so in the 70s. Although, shockingly, not much worse than today. Still only got, like, 20% women. Mm. Um, And so I think her being in a science background was really influential on me knowing that, like, I can choose whatever path I want to. I'm not limited by who I think does these certain topics. Right. Um, And, yeah, she's just a caring person she's always that person who helps others uh and so definitely my mom has been one of the most influential people on me uh and then on the flip side in terms of who i am now and becoming i definitely have to say my daughter Mm. lillian because even though she's just shy of 10 months those 10 months have been such a Mm. pivotal and self-growth time obviously for her because she's about three times more person than she was 10 months ago and by weight but (laughs) also
0: crazy right (laughs) they get so big
1: um yeah I'm like what's happening right now uh but yeah it's really forced me to sit with uh like who do I now want to be as a mom and who who am I gonna be uh to my daughter and to the world yeah and so she's had a huge influence on really stepping back and reprioritizing because you don't have time for things that aren't important Mm -hmm. when you're a mom you just know it's true you don't You don't even have time for the things that maybe are important as a mom. So you absolutely do not have time for the things that That are not important. So I (laughs) think
0: one hundred percent. So she's
1: really good uh, at being this constant reminder, and I've gotten a lot better at saying no uh, or just saying like, "I no, I don't want to do that," or "I don't want that thing." I don't have Mm -hmm. you know either the the physical or mental space for stuff that isn't going to benefit me and my family. And so that's been my biggest shift, I think, as a person since having my daughter. And then. For my third person, uh, definitely would say my husband, because he is just such an amazing partner, who is so... also hilariously completely different yeah. from <laughs> me. For example, when he was in high school, he was almost suspended because he was late for class like 150 days oh out of the school year or something, <laughs> and so he was going to be like suspended. For... And I think I don't think I was late for high school once in. <laughs> like all like I did not miss or was late for a single class like all of high school all of university
0: oh that is funny like, ever opposite to so track right like a, oh my goodness totally,
1: yeah he's a totally different person and so that's had an influence on me like just knowing that it's okay like I've always had no comprehension of these people I'm like but how could you just be late and it's like <laughs> well I have to go get breakfast so that's why I was late <laughs> I was like what I don't, like I don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> I do not comprehend how you oh, put your own so funny. hunger above like this arbitrary deadline. <laughs> and so I've really, um, now that we've been together, I think six years, mm-hmm. um, we often reflect on how, as a couple, he is now on time to a lot. Once we started dating, he was on time to like every class. We <laughs> were usually together, um, which has been one benefit, I think, to his career and personal life. But I've also become more spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and easygoing, and yeah, when we we used to live in British Columbia near mm-hmm. Vancouver, and then we moved here back to Ontario, which uh, is like the basically it's like driving I think from like New York to California, like oh, in wow. terms of distance, it's pretty far. Yeah. Um, and so we drove here with our four-month-old baby and oh, our two go- cats. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and so we just like got in the in the pandemic, so we just Ugh. like loaded up our life and shipped most of our stuff but like got in our suv and we did not have a plan like we just were like we're gonna get to ontario mm-hmm. wow. at some good point you and we just like came really cool came and i was like super chill the whole time and every day he would be like i don't understand how you're so relaxed right now right. and i was like well i have my whole family i'm like everything i need is in this vehicle i have our passports and important documents our daughter and our cats and you like i'm we, good to we go. have everything we need right now that is so cool <laughs> so,
0: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I think
1: that's something that I would never have been able to do uh, earlier mm-hmm. on in my life. It's really been embracing his spontaneity and just, just do what you need to do.
0: I think that's so, so cool. I really, It's amazing how our partners can have such an effect on us as people without changing us. You know what I mean? I think that's really cool. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah,
1: it's so fun because we also were recently um, doing the dive, you know, Um, if you look at like your Facebook or just like old pictures Mm -hmm. and you just start clicking back and so we're young enough that we had Facebook back when we were about like 12 so basically Mm -hmm. like you're literally a child
0: make me feel old over here (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: so for better or worse so I was like
0: looking at some of my old
1: where we were both looking at each other's old Facebook pictures and it's just like (laughs) so interesting to see the transition because
0: Mm -hmm. you
1: just are like you see that person from 10 years ago and you're just like I am 100% not at all that person yep But, like, where did I change? It's so true. And it's just, like, this progression of time that your values shift and what your, like, your skills shift. Everything about you is, like, shifting and evolving. And it's only when you then are shown a picture of, like, here you are, like, 10, 15 years ago. And you're like, what? First of all, why was I wearing that?
0: (laughs) Right. How often I look back at my pictures and I'm like, what? What was that? Oh, my gosh. Or the best is when you look and you're like, oh, I remember that. But what was I... What? Especially when you're saying, what was I wearing? I totally understand. I came across a picture from my 25th birthday. And that was a long time ago. Okay, I'm 41. So coming across a picture from my 25th birthday made me feel really old. But looking at the picture, I thought that was the first thing I thought. What was that style? Who would wear that? I wore that. What was I thinking? I totally get where you're coming from. And it's funny what you're saying about how it's just like the time goes by and how much you evolve and change you're you're still you but you're not and it just continues like that and it's just such an interesting thing I, I totally I can totally relate is what I'm yeah you know, I think mean, it's it's, it's particularly at. cool when you have like a partner mm-hmm. where you both are evolving
1: because we were also looking at pictures like the first from our first date and we we're like oh my god look at those yes. people like they're so and then we were reflecting on how like nervous we both were <laughs> to be like so go, you know and you just like think back yes To how much your relationship has evolved where like now we share absolutely everything like we're best friends so then you just it's like so funny to think that there was a time when you like weren't like that yes Um,
0: i mean it's like you're reading my (laughs) mind i know exactly what you're talking about and that in itself is intense when you think about like i i sometimes do i think about man i had a life before my husband i don't even remember i can't imagine what life was like before he was my best friend and I shared everything with him. I'm like, who did I share things with myself? It's just so it's crazy how life is like that. But it's it's so, so true. It's really cool to hear another person say that. Um So, I have another fun question for you, and this is one of my favorite things, because I find people fall into two categories. So, the question is, do you have a nickname? And it's usually, well, it's kind of multiple categories, but the main categories are usually, I hate nicknames, don't ask me that, or... Of course, I love nicknames. Let me tell you all about it. Now, there are subcategories there. You know, people, I hate nicknames, but people give me nicknames. And they're the people who are like, I love nicknames and I have 52 of them. So this is something that <laughs> I enjoy because I think nicknames are interesting, not just fun. I think there is real art to nicknames. I know that sounds probably very strange, but I just think it's an interesting topic. So I always like to get to know people anyone that I meet not just guests on my show I love knowing about people's history with nicknames so here we are question is yours do you have a nickname
1: I do so uh by being an Alex so if you look at the distribution of people named Alex I was born in 1992 Mm -hmm. and that was basically a peak period I think uh no I'm not born in 1992 I'm born in (laughs) 1993 I don't even know what year but what year is it i don't know i was born in
0: 1993 it's okay hey i'm um, still anyway. stuck in 1996 most of the time so i i get you i don't even know what going
1: on. <laughs> um but anyway so yeah like the, the mid to early 90s was a peak for the name alex
0: mm-hmm. both
1: for male and female so actually in high school I think every single class I ever took in high school, there was more than one Alex in my class. Mm -hmm. To the point where, when I was in grade 10, I literally dated a guy named Alex. (laughs) That's
0: funny. For
1: like (laughs) six months. Like, there were just just too many Alexes. So so it was 100% necessary uh, to have a nickname. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm
1: lucky that my last name actually goes really well as... As a name, so my last name Casper, mm-hmm. uh, which, if I'm filling out documentation, it's Casper with a K, mm-hmm. uh, like pronounced like the ghost, but with a K. <laughs> uh, and so, a lot of people uh, throughout my life actually have called me Casper instead of Alex, to the point where in some jobs, people have not even realized that my first name was Alex. People just like legitimately <laughs> thought that my first it, name that's was Casper. Funny. <laughs> I love it, um, which is funny. And my brother, also, a lot of my brother's friends call him Casper because. I didn't change my name uh, when I got married. Mm -hmm. So my brother's name is the same last name as me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I would get confused if like his friends are around and they're like, Hey, Casper. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, wait, Wait, what? You're not
0: talking to me. Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm so
1: confused. Uh, So yeah, both of us go. And his name is Andrew, which is also a very common Mm -hmm. uh, name for our ages. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Which I love. I love I love my name Casper. And I think that's part of why I didn't change my name. I was kind of on the fence mm-hmm. uh, about changing my name when I got married and then I was like, eh, I really like my name. Like, some yeah, people literally, like it has been literally my first name almost in a lot Great. of situations.
0: Absolutely. So, I ended up
1: keeping it and then we just added it. So, my daughter has Casper as one of oh, her middle names to work it in. So That's
0: like, cool. So, I love this it. this name resonates
1: with me. Like, I don't have to change my name because I got yeah. married.
0: <laughs> why change it if you don't need to and you don't want to then there's no reason to especially like you said it's 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 a part of who you are i love that i think it is really funny just as a side note that your brother and you end up like having the same nickname that is really funny because i would be totally confused i'd be like who's talking to me are you not talking to me oh okay that's exactly what would happen to me because i mean i get confused easily anyway when people are talking and i don't know who they're talking to but that's that's really really funny
1: yeah, that's the problem with the name Alex is, yeah, it'll be like, Alex? And be like, ah, yeah. Or it's also hilarious when you go to, like, you know, back in the pre-COVID times, it's networking. In the olden days. And you would go to something and be like, hi, I'm Alex. And I'd be like, hi, I'm Alex. Just,
0: it happens way <laughs> more
1: often than you think
0: it does. That, that's really funny. And, you know, I'm lucky as, you know, my name is not, like, rare or anything. You know, I've heard much more uncommon names than my name. But I, throughout my entire life, I've only met a few other caras other than believe it or not two instances where i worked for women named cara both hmm. of whom were fellow massage therapists and one who also had dark brown long curly hair so that was always confusing hmm. yeah so Do you ever that, feel like your name is, has like shaped your destiny You you know, in a way. (laughs) It's just so funny because so often, you know, like, you would think Kara is not the most uncommon name by far. There are a lot of Caras in the world. But that's why it's so funny when I talk to someone who has a more common name, like Jennifer and Jessica are like the most common. And they're like, oh yeah, I meet people all the time with the same name. And I always wonder how weird, if it's weird for them. So I'll ask you that. Is that weird for you when you meet someone named Alex? Because anytime I meet someone named Kara, I feel weird saying their name. Because I'm like, I am not talking to myself here. Is it weird for you to say, like if you meet someone named Alex, is it weird for you to call them Alex? I know that's a strange question, but I'm curious because I don't know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> I no, know it's such I, a weird question. Know. I feel like I was just
1: so inundated with it. Like, there was just always other Alexes. So I feel like I'm pretty used to, yeah, separating, like, that's that Alex. Yeah. And also, when I was younger, a lot more of the Alexes I met were male. So yeah. So then I knew I wasn't really confused. I knew I wasn't <laughs> them. Cause... You knew you weren't talking to yourself. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, but then now, when I'm older, I've run into more Alexandra's. That's the yeah. also hilarious thing about my name. It's just, like, you'll be like, Alex. Because I... I think even to you, right? Like, I signed my emails when I first meet people as Alexandra. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, but do you go by Alex? And it's like, yeah, I go by Alex. But I always sign my email, Alexandra. And I think that stems from being in physics because um, people would just assume that I was a man if I emailed them and said, like, Alex, because it's physics. So they just, like, map you to what is the more common stereotype. And then people would be all confused if if, I'm emailing, like, a teaching assistant or something to come and get help on something. And then I would show up and they'd be all confused because right. they thought this like right. guy, Alex was coming. And then I would be,
0: <laughs> Alex was supposed to be here. Not you. Yeah, who are and then, you? Well, I am Alex. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. So that is it, um, Alexandra, except for when I was applying to scholarships and awards, because
1: there is a mm. super alarming um, set of research that shows that when given two identical resumes with like pseudonames on them, panels that consist of both men and women will perceive the male applicant as more qualified. And so oh, sometimes Christ. when I was applying to things, I would put my name in the application as Alex only to try to, you know, remove the bias because it wasn't untrue, mm-hmm. like my name is, is Alex. <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah.
0: You weren't lying. It's an interesting. Thing. I mean, that's just, it is, that is a very, very alarming statistic that is upsetting. And it's a fact, unfortunately. Hopefully we can change that fact. But it's interesting to kind of be on the receiving end of that. I don't have that experience because my name is Kara and I don't know any men named Kara. But it's, it, it's, it's interesting to hear that. It really, really is, I think. Um, so, Alex, I really only have one more question for you. And that is a really simple one. And that is, where can our listeners connect with you and learn about you and your book?
1: So, right now, I've been trying to become good at Instagram. That's probably where I've been recently connected to people. <laughs> Six months ago, I think I had, like, 12 followers on Instagram, and now I've hit 100. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I'm... All right! Congrats! Oh, for me, this is high flying. That's a big deal. You should be very proud of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, I really... And through, like, building those connections, that's been my strategy. It's just, like, straight up messaging people being like, I love what you're doing. You seem cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm basically just holding up a virtual online sign that says, like, I'll be your friend. Please be my friend. So... <laughs>
0: I love it. If you have do <laughs> for people
1: online, um, I'm on Instagram as AKS Hasper with a K. So A K S K A S P E R, um, And that's where also I share stuff about my book, but also just like pictures of our family. And I have blended my book basically mm-hmm. into my, my personal brand. So I don't have a separate love it. mom has to poop Instagram. That's good. Uh, I just am here, And yeah, that's probably the best place uh, to connect. And awesome. I mean it. I mean it when I say I really want to connect with whoever is listening because uh, I'm just here.
0: Yes. That's so awesome. I love it. Uh Alex, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today talking about all these awesome things. I mean, your book, I know I've seen it. It's amazing. It's it's just so unique and there's nothing like it out there, which is really special. And so again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today to sit with me, chat with me, and to be my friend.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And later, I'm literally smiling so much. You can probably hear it in my oh, voice. I'm so glad. Um, but yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: What a great interview that was. I really enjoyed talking with Alex. I have read her book, I have seen her beautiful book, but even just hearing her talk about what it meant for her to write this book, why she wrote it, and what an impact it has made in her life is just so inspiring. I hope you will check it out. I think this book will change your life. Affirmations are so important, but these affirmations, the way that they're presented are just so impactful, so beautiful, it really gives you everything that you need. So I highly recommend you check it out. If you stay tuned for my next episode, you will hear me interviewing myself. And I mean it. I'm going to sit down with myself, ask all of the questions you usually hear me ask my guests. And it should be pretty fun because, I mean, who doesn't want to hear someone talk to their self? That's pretty interesting. So stay tuned next week. I will see you then.